But I was liking this girl in town. And, um, and I'm extra nice, you know, extra gentleman. I'm extra just like, oh, you're beautiful and you deserve the best. And she told me I was too nice. I couldn't believe it. It, we, it wouldn't work because I was too nice. That was the ultimate stab in the back. So I went through a week of just going, forget it. I'm just going to be like them. Out here it's crazy, what's crazy is all these pretty women Y'all here calling them bitches, so that's just how they living I call my girl a queen, cause that's just what she is You call your girl a bitch and don't have a bone to give Pretty women, revaluate how you living Don't give up your proper possession Because that young boy is willing to tell you he really love you He ain't even try to cuff you at the bottom of the list He got other girls above you, I'm telling you Know your work, make that man put in some work If you give it up on the first, now your value just get his dirt To some of y'all, this gon' hurt To others, your brain gon' spur One thing I need to know was how often she go to church, she familiar with Jesus Christ, is she willing to fight, cause I know some women that'll break their bones for their rights, let's start off with Rosa Parks, refuse to be a part of the foolery, Herod leading the slaves out through the door, where the women at, with their bodies fully hidden, the ones who won't hold it down, in the end like the beginning, where the women at, they got respect for themselves, I don't want a trophy wife, but never leave you on the shelf, where the women at, they want to build an empire, if I tell her, baby, we good, she say we need to build higher, where the women at, that I can bring around my fam, yeah, she always gonna send me, cause I am who I am, where the women at? I'm tryna ride through the city, in the Chevy with my baby riding with me, no problem, we don't got no drama, and if they ask, yeah, we both making commas, these are the type of things we need, and when she fall, I'ma bring her to her feet. And when I fall, she gon' do the same for me Living through each other's halls, doing it respectively What are women shooting for an education? Got a job on call, living life never basic And when they ask, she gladly say that She taking out exchanging phone numbers and classified information Nowadays, women being raised to twerk Go and party, get a baller, girl, so you ain't got a word Turn up, hit the club Then wonder why nobody ever trying to wipe you up I'm just saying, where the women at? With their bodies fully hidden, the ones who won't hold it down In the end, like the beginning, where the women at? They got respect for themselves, I don't want a trophy wife But never leave you on the shelf, where the women at? Now wanna build an empire, if I tell her, baby, we good She say we need to build higher, where the women at? That I can bring around my fam, yeah, she always gonna send me Cause I am who I am, where the women at? With their bodies fully hidden, with their bodies fully with their bodies fully hidden, where the women at? They got respect for themselves. They got respect for themselves. Where the women at? They wanna build an empire. They wanna build an empire. Where the women at? That I could bring around my fam. That I could bring around my fam. Where the women at? That's being a mother to their kids. Where the women at? That's gonna put God before they men. Where the women at? That wanna be the next Oprah or a doctor with an Oscar with the heart of a soldier. Where the women at? That's being a mother to their kids. Where the women at? That's gonna put God before they men. Where the women at? That wanna be the next Oprah or a doctor with an Oscar with the heart of a soldier. Hey, you're listening to the Double E Podcast. Today is gonna be the single E because Eddie's under the weather. Um, that was uh, women. Uh, by my guest. Uh, this guy's out of San Diego. I, I actually got uh, hit to him on SoundCloud. Um, I shot him an email. He was kind enough to uh, actually check out the podcast and was like, yeah, I'll be on it. So uh, please give a warm welcome up to DJ T. Saw y'all. Hey, man. How you doing? Hey, what's going on with you? Appreciate it. Oh, man. Man, that, I love that song, dude. Normally, I don't let songs play all the way through. 
but dude, I've been I've been jamming that and trying to figure out a way to get it from SoundCloud into my uh, work truck so I can start blasting it while I'm working. <laughs> Um, oh yeah, definitely. It's, it's one of those songs that I, you know, I put my heart into it. You know, it was it was kind of developed during Women's Month, which is in March. A lot of people don't know, but I pretty much just put my heart into it. And I, I want people to be able to to download it for free. Like I have it, have it downloadable, download for free. You know, listen to it, just listen to it, play it, whatever. Like, I want to get out there. See, now what was the inspiration behind that? Behind the the women's song? Yes. It was just kind of, like I said, it was during Women's History Month, with the Women's Hurt Story Month, and it's, it's from, I work in the Center for Inclusion University at my, at my university, and the lady I'm working with, her name was Renee Dido, and she was pretty much just like pushing Women's History Month, so I was doing all these things, helping out with events, you know, helping, read, reading quotes and everything, and empower women, and I was just thinking, like, you know what, like, why don't I just, Make a song that is dedicated to women. Um, make a song to where, to where I empower women in a way that, which I listen to Tupac a lot. You see why I put that him in the beginning of it. Okay. So, that was long. Okay. Uh, normally, right now we are uh, getting a little bit of feedback on this. Uh, hopefully, I can get it clear. We got bad weather today here in uh, Topeka. And it was like bad in San Diego yesterday, I think you told me. And yes, uh, sir. okay, see now it's coming in better. As soon as this, this storm passes through, we should have a better uh better reception. So man, now are you uh actually from San Diego? No, I'm originally from Los Angeles. I was born in San Diego, but I only lived out there for like a month as a baby and then I moved to Los Angeles, grew up in Compton and San Pedro. And I went to high school in Lawndale, which is like between Inglewood and Gardena and everything. But the majority of my family, they're all from Compton. Oh, you know, I wow. Was just, I was just the lucky one to be born in San Diego because my, my pops had family members living out there. And that's where him and my mom were staying at once they had me. And then once I was born, we kind of like migrated back to Los Angeles. Now, is, is Los Angeles everything they show on TV and the movies. I mean, there's there's got to be good parts of Compton and and Watts it, and Inglewood. See, this is this is how it is. It's if you decide to live that type of life, then yes, it's exactly how the movies are are portraying. It's exactly how TV is portraying. If you decide to be a part of that life, you know everything in life is a choice. You can make the choice to be a part of that, and you can make the choice to take the right road. You can make the choice to live in a good neighborhood of Compton. You can live in the worst neighborhood in Compton. But you're the best student, you're the best athlete, and the people signing in that area will recognize who you are, and they will have respect for what you do as doing something positive. So once you do those things that you see on TV, they choose to because they feel like that's the only lifestyle that they have. Gotcha. Now, see, this is what so really... Not, oh, go ahead, finish. So it's not really, like, something that's forced upon you. You know, you it, it's a choice. You have a choice to do it or not. So it's just like any other... Uh, city in, in the United States. Yeah, just like any other city in the United States, it's just that the majority of the kids in those neighborhoods just so happen to decide, like, I want to live this lifestyle. You know, and that's just all based on this the, the lack of leadership, you know, in, in parenting and what the kids are taught. But 
it's, it's all it's all on you. You know, my whole family is in gang life. You know, and I'm not. You know, it's by choice. I can do that if I wanted to, but that's not what I want to do. And they respect that. And they respect that. Mm-hmm. You know, and I mean, I can't even sit here and and try to bullcrap you and try to make it seem like I was never involved. When I was younger, I did attempt. I, I thought I was a gangbanger. I thought <laughs> I was there. I thought I knew what the streets was about, you know, until my father kind of, like, put me in his hands and was like, no, like, not my son. Like, my, my father definitely told myself and he told the streets, like, the streets, I will not allow my son to be taken by the streets. You know, and that's when he kind of started putting me in the church, feeding me closer to God. And I just got a different view on life. So getting that different view on life and just actually having my father there to tell me, like, this is not what you want. Because he's someone that's already been there and done that. And he's done everything that I've thought about doing. Everything that I, I, that I thought I was, he's already done, been there, done that, and was it. So he already knows the game. You know, and he... He he, pretty much saved me and allowed me to be the person I am today. Oh man, good big! I want to give a big shout out to your father, dude. And 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 I could notice just in our emails that you were a different type of brother. Uh, what really <laughs> <laughs> what really impressed me was after I sent you the email and I said, "Hey, I want you to be on the podcast." And I can do it on this day. And you were like, "Yeah, that works for me. I'll be done with finals." So that let me know right away that that it wasn't just about the music. I mean, you are you're well rounded. You do. I mean, what what college are you at? I'm at the University of San Diego. Oh, okay. If you, if you go around, yeah, if you go around San Diego, just tell everybody, hey, the private Catholic school on top of the hill. They'll know exactly what school you're talking about. <laughs> and okay. and with me, it's just like it's kind of like school. School became became a, a second hand of nature for me because I always wanted to go to the NFL. I always wanted to play football. For what you know, team? I told my father that since I was three years old, and the one thing he preached to me was that you have to go to school. You no. have to go to school. What team did you so want to play just, for? I was a little kid in my family that was, I was the baddest kid at home, but I had the best grades in school <laughs> because I wanted to get to the NFL. <laughs> what team did you want to play for? When I was younger, I used to love watching Terrell Owens. When, okay. I, was, when I was in elementary, I used to love watching Terrell Owens for the 49ers. And so I was just like, I'm going to be a 49er. I'm going to be just like Terrell Owens. But then once, I started growing up, you know, get to middle school and high school, and Terrell Owens started becoming not so good of a role model to look up to. And, you know, so I kind of was just like, you know what, I really don't want to be like that. You know, and then I had to kind of, like, pick a different team, a favorite team in middle school. So I just asked my parents, like, you know, where was I born at? And then when I was born in San Diego, so I was like, all right, I'm going to be a Charger. You know, from here on out, I'm going to be a Charger for the rest of my life. That's where I was born. When they keep it that way, and so I always was like, "Hey, if I can get to the NFL and play for the Chargers, that would that would be wonderful." Now, are you playing football now? I just finished my last senior season out here at the uh, at USD. Oh wow! What position did you play? I played corner. All right. So then, if there was an article written about you and your style of play. 
if they said that you reminded them of this corner, what what corner's name would give you a big head? Well, your father would have <laughs> to check you. <laughs> Which corner's name? Let me see. At this part, I would definitely do that at because I'm the type of kid that only wants to watch football unless it's in film. Oh, I don't like wow. watching. I don't like watching NFL since I got in college. I have I don't like watching NFL because I feel like I know some of those guys in there, and I know that I should be there with them. Now this was just... so a. My roommate, my roommate, he's he said a few guys named in NFL that I remind him of because I'm a very aggressive corner. I like to hit, and I can catch anything. I was I'm naturally a receiver that can hit. You Dude. know, because I was a receiver that can hit my coaches in high school. Like you know, you're going to be a DB. You're going to be a DB, so that's kind of what they just pressed upon me, but I'm, I'm aggressive. Go, I like to hit. Go to that's Pittsburgh. Go to Pittsburgh, okay? <laughs> I am a loyal Steeler fan, okay? And I can tell you without a doubt, hopefully someday this podcast will get super big and super famous, <laughs> but I will tell you without a doubt, okay, Ike Taylor, okay, 12 years at the Steelers had – 14 <laughs> interceptions, okay, in 12 years. All right? The man, at the, towards the end of his career, he was so bad, I thought that the Steelers had a furniture store out there. I mean, he should have opened a furniture store. <laughs> it would have been Ike Taylor, home of the 20-foot cushions, okay? <laughs> All right? Okay, I'm serious, man. The Steelers were the only defense last year that played a circular defense because they had no corners. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. If you that's, what get... all, that's what it's all about when it when it comes to the NFL. It's kind of just depending on the year you come out, what our teams looking for. Exactly. There may be a drought in corners, and maybe a, a drought in running backs, and those are kind of like year year. You know, because there's guys that there's plenty of guys at these big schools that don't get drafted because, I mean, they're, they're phenomenal, phenomenal athletes, but they just don't get drafted because the NFL isn't in need of those positions. Exactly. So it's kind of just like you. It's kind of it's kind of a waiting game. You get lucky, you know. It may not be your year. You may give it a try, another try next year. But you never know, you know. You just got to sit back for everybody and, and hope a blessing comes your way. Say, man, you are so well-rounded. Yeah. Now, how did you get involved right. in music? How did you get involved in music? Can you said what? I said, how did you get involved in music? Oh, in music, man, that was music. That was kind of that was kind of weird. I got about two, three stories that surround that. Um, <laughs> one, my father, my father does music. He's always done music, and he he always wanted me to rap. Or, or try to produce beats. He always wanted me to do something with music. And I would always tell him, like, no, that's your dream. Like, you do that process. That's you. That's you. <laughs> no, I'm not really down for that. I'm not really down for that. And then once I got to college, I I was supposed to, I was initially supposed to go to either Boise State on a partial scholarship, Stony Brook, or Cal Poly San Jose Obispo, but I tore my ACL in high school. Ooh. And so my my father was like, you know, you gotta go to the JC, but I don't want to go. I don't want you to go to JC out here in Los Angeles because you know too many people. I want you to get out, you know, experience different things. So he sent me to Chico, not knowing that Chico was a party town. 
But <laughs> once I once I got to Chico, I went to to Butte Community College, and every time there was a party there, no one had really like any music for everyone to dance to except me. I was the only kid from LA. I was in Chico, and everyone else was from on the football team. They recruited from from east from the east coast. From down south, Midwest, they recruited from everywhere. There were only five players on the team from California, and the school was in California. Wow. So no one really had was up to date on the California music besides myself. So there, I always DJed off my iPod. And so from, <laughs> so, from, so from there, I was DJing off my iPod. And then when I came to the University of San Diego, it was kind of like the same thing. I was DJing off my iPod. And then I had this roommate my sophomore year of college. I'm a, I'm a senior now. I had this roommate move in with me. You know, his name was Jalen Angel. And Jalen was a rapper. And I was telling Jalen, like, oh, yeah, you can rap, bro, and I'll be a DJ. I'll be a DJ. You know, and he was like, yeah, we're going we're to start Real People Music. Real People Music, you know, we're just going to make music that people can apply themselves to, people that can, people that go through everyday life that they can just listen to this and then really understand, you know, and just know that there's someone out there that's going through the same thing they're going through. And it was like, we could do this, we do it. I was like, all right, cool. So we was, we would start saving up our money. You know, he was saving up for musical equipment. I was saving up for DJ equipment. And as I'm like getting my DJ equipment, I'm DJing, and I, I started getting money faster than he was because, of course, he had to wait on maybe getting a show or... Right. Or like when you're trying to, when you're trying to make it, you know, you're, no one really wants to pay you for anything. You have to do everything for free. And I was kind of like bringing in money because I was actually DJing and getting money for it. Okay. And so one day he was like, "Man, I got this song, you know, right together, but I don't have anybody else to hop on the verse. He was like, I have one more verse open, bro. Can you just hop on it?" And I was like, "Man, my dad's how to get me to do that, bro. Like, I'm not really with it. Like, I'm gonna just DJ." He was like, bro, just hop on, just hop on. Come on, Jazzy Jeff. Right, whatever. So <laughs> I did rise together, and it just so happened that it was, it was a, I, I wrote, they all said I wrote the best verse of that song, so that's why they made me go first. You okay. know, and I was like the best out. That verse was easy to, to write because the song was pretty much about, you know, you riding together and dying together with your girl, whatever, and that's, kind of strongly how I felt about the my girlfriend. That's uh -huh. about the easiest verse because it was it was truthful. Okay. Now we're gonna you know, so I just Go ahead, finish. Yeah, so I was saying so that was that was just a, a easy verse for me to write and after I wrote that one, then he was just kinda like, Alright now hop on this song. Alright now hop on this song. Alright now hop on this song. And then <laughs> it just kind of became a, a habit for me to just naturally be prepared to write a verse for whatever song that that we came out with. And so from there, I was just like, it just started, I just slowly started falling in love with writing music. You know, and it's funny, my pops could do nothing but sit back and just say, like, I told you, like, we have it natural. We have it natural. Run to the family. I told you. I told you. Oh, cool. Well, we're going to play Ride Together right now, okay? So this okay, is, definitely. Uh, yeah, Ride Together on the Double E Podcast. Three, 
fussing, baby, why we always fight? There ain't no way I'm wrong when I'm trying to make it right. And I was trying to set some light, not turn around game. If I don't know anything, I do know one thing. We ride together, we gon' die together. If we ride together, then we gon' die together. Never mind the weather, cause we ride together. And if we ride together, then we gon' die together. Yeah, we gon' ride together till we die together. Pushing the other couples cause they can't do it better than you and I. My limit is the sky, try to take me from you. Don't know why they try, cause they can't be fired too. Sexy with an attitude, light brown skin, and them thighs real thick too. When I think of her, all I think of is beautiful. She didn't pick me up when things get unbearable. Baby is a Gemini, so she hard to deal with. But we in a relationship, and nothing gonna be perfect. Just stick by my side, and I'll be your guardian and fly you through the sky to the holy gates of heaven. I wear you on my neck, and baby, you my rosemary. Tell you that I love you, cause you the one I wanna marry. I'll always be here, no matter what we go through. Dealing with the struggles and the pain, because I love you. Why we always fussing, baby? Why we always fight? There ain't no way I'm wrong when I'm trying to make it right. And I was trying to set some light, not turn around game. If I don't know anything, I do know one thing. We ride together, we gon' die together. If we ride together, then we gon' die together. Never mind the weather, cause we ride together. And if we ride together, then we gon' die together. I said, I ain't trying to die, but I know I'm trying to ride. And she ain't too fine to kick me, but she right there by my side like a sidekick. Can't get rid of her like a virus. These women throwing booty at me like I'm a pirate. But I just close my eyelids and look the other way. Matter of fact, we got into it about this just the other day. It was just another day and it was nothing I could say. She was hollering, screaming. I was just saying, okay. Thinking to myself like, Jay, man, she tripping off this. Man, she acting reckless. She better call your girl a bitch, but I can't. That's my woman. How you talk to your woman? Got some good things in my life, man. I'm not trying to lose them. Say I'm fighting for us. Got my back against the wall. So you tripping, girl. But I ain't gonna let you fall. So you tripping, girl. But I ain't gonna let you fall. So you tripping, girl. But I ain't gonna let you fall. Holla. Why we always fussing, baby? Why we always fight? There ain't no way I'm wrong when I'm trying to make it right. And I was trying to say some light, not turn around game. If I don't know anything, I do know one thing. We ride together, we gon' die together. If we ride together, then we gon' die together. Never mind the weather, cause we ride together. And if we ride together, then we gon' die together. If you gon' ride, then baby, come on, ride. All the tripping, I'm flipping, is something that I don't abide. Your recess loving, make it hard for me to hide. And I'm seeking your heart, just something that I can't deny. With me from the start, I'm sorry I finished, made you cry. All these questions got you stressing, asking why, why, why? Why ain't we together? Why ain't we forever? Why would I lie in bed and I rest my head? We cuddle like never. So I tell her, calm down. Stop jumping to conclusions. Your pessimistic vision, like precision. Why you losing? Decisions got you choosing, but we ain't playing chess. Keep it simple on your mental, don't make it so complex. No rivers cue, but I'm that dude. No even need to flex, cause I got that mindset. And it's time for me to roll. But baby, for the night, I'ma be your J. Cole. That's right together. Dude, that yes, song man, that song right there is uh one of them that's gonna make you uh late for work. Where you pull up in the parking lot and the song's on, your supervisor see you, and you be like, Yeah, after this is over. Okay. <laughs> God o'clock me in, I'm coming. Okay. <laughs> You knew I would have made it on time. <laughs> Dude, I like Definitely that one. Is. Yeah. Dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I got to put that down now. See, I'm serious. These are songs that I would pull up to because I, I do plumbing work now and I still do stand-up every once in a while. Uh, and it's amazing because you talk about that your father did all this stuff and then you followed in his footsteps basically and my son's doing stand up uh he just came back from LA yeah so we kind of write together and um yeah i i just 
don't have the time to be in the clubs anymore. So I decided to do yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, I decided to do the podcast instead. But dude, this song, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't leave the car until it's over. Okay. <laughs> so this is all part of real people music or RPM, right? Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, if a up and coming artist uh, wanted to try to to join RPM. Um, how would they get a hold of you to, um, to present their music? Jalen is the CEO. You know, we would contact Jalen, talk to Jalen, and and Jalen would initially just kind of want to have a meeting with us. With the it's me, Jalen, Andrew, and Joe Frederick, and we're pretty much just talking about who is this person. You know, it's not just can you act. You know, can you sing? You know, can you can you help promote for us? You know, we have my my little cousin who we say he's a part of RPM and he doesn't know about it. You know, his name is Amir Harris because he that kid he he promotes. He's a, a diehard fan. You know, he promotes to Devin. He does it for free. You know, and I I, I reward him a lot of times. Let him come spend the night at my house a lot. You know, I go and take him out to eat. You know, I take him out and, and bring him with me when I go DJ. You know, he's a freshman in high school. He goes to Horizon High School out here in San Diego, and he's a freshman. So he, he loves those type of things, you know, just being able to hang out with his big cousin that's in college. And at the same time, he gets to promote this music group and also gain the same amount of fan base that we have. Right, right. You know, and so, like, if someone wanted to be a part of it, we would just kind of look at what type of person is this person. You know, what are they actually rapping about? Like, what do they represent? Because we don't want anybody to just come in and we say, like, oh, this person represents RPM. But then they turn around and and they just don't look good to the public eyes. They're doing things out there that are kind of against the RPM morals and and, our, and, our, and what we value. That, and that's, we, that's beautiful. Okay, so we, in most of our music, when you listen to it, you're going to learn something from it. You know, you're either going to learn a piece of our life or you're going to learn something that that we know that you in this situation, in a certain situation, would need to hear to get through. See, and y'all have a, a big respect for women. I, I mean, and that that's in both of those songs, uh, Woman and Ride Together. There was no mm-hmm. disrespect of women, and I really like that. I really like Oh, yeah, like definitely. That. See? Definitely. You know, we, we all... Pretty much, you know, everyone, everyone has a girlfriend, you know, everyone is, is everyone is heavily involved in, in their mother's life, their mother's involved in our life, everyone that's a part of RPM, and so we, we definitely live towards women a lot, you know, sometimes we really can just sit back and have a whole conversation about how to treat women, or the things that women go for, and some things that we don't understand, and sometimes we just kind of got to write about it, we have to write about it, we have to make a song about it, just to get it out, and see how women react to it. All right. But man, before I even dropped women, I performed it in about three of my classes that were more, well, the ratio of women were higher in those classes, and I performed it in those classes just to see how the women will react to it. Before I even dropped the song on SoundCloud, you know, before I even recorded it, I went and performed it in front of a crowd of women just to see how they react, and they all had positive feedback. You know, and some of them, they even started crying because wow. they realized that, you know, maybe some of the, the lyrics that were said in the verse just described their whole life. Dang. So then you like you that, know, so uh, he, 
Yeah, it gets me softly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You killing them softly. (laughs) 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 See, man, and I, yeah, and my daughter means the world to me. So I am very picky on the music that I, you know, um, Mm -hmm. and and yeah, both of these I would have no problem with her listening to at all. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, as a iPad, it was an iPod DJ. It was mm-hmm. an iPad, iPad DJ. You was okay. The iPod. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you the iPod DJ, okay? You you the man with your music. Something had to happen at one of your shows or at one of your DJ events. Something funny the most, had to happen. <laughs> yeah. The most that would happen for me on DJing off iPod. Is either you know we get most of the music they have introduction that take a long time for the song to start. The most that will happen is either I don't know where to skip to to start exactly from the track, and everybody's looking at me like, "Come on, man, come on," <laughs> or I just don't know which song to pick. Ah. And I pick a random song that just doesn't even even go with, with the flow that was already going on with the party. See, and, and, then then with, then- and with the iPod one. See, when I'm, when I'm DJing on my DJ equipment, I use a Vestax VCI 300, and from there on the computer screen, I can see the, the BPM, the beats per minute. I can see how fast the song is, how slow it is. I can see what instruments it has playing based on the coloration of the graph. And on the iPod, you have to know the song that you're going to play next. You, know, you have to know what instruments are going to be played on that song that are next because you don't have the graphs and you don't have the computer to read all those things. And so it kind of, it, it helped me be on the iPod. It helped me learn a lot about crowd control. You know, once you get the crowd going, there's almost a point to where you can't play anything wrong. You know, because you've already built this momentum and then they're just feeling whatever you're playing so much that whatever you play next, there's somebody in the room that's gonna say that's my song. <laughs> oh, okay. See, I I I never DJed before, um, so I I had no clue. Uh, only thing I knew about DJing was stuff that I learned off of uh, Bar Rescue, uh, the TV oh, show. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and they said that you, you never to, you, you never saw you never saw Juice. Yeah. Yeah, but they didn't. Yeah, but they didn't teach you anything. Like Bar Rescue would say, every third record should be a female to keep the uh, the guys in check at a at a hip hop mm-hmm. club, and you got to play these slow songs after so many. See, that's the stuff I didn't. You know, I didn't know mm-hmm. that there was an art to to DJing and and a good DJ boosts liquor sales. Um, mm-hmm. I, I did have a club at one time, and it didn't take me long to know that whenever Busta Rhymes' uh, Pastor Cavassier came on, my Cavassier <laughs> sales went up. So, <laughs> so I would play that song four or five times a night. Okay, <laughs> hey, that's how you do it. Uh-huh. There comes a point to where you cannot play anything wrong, whether it's the same song over and over. Or it's the, the slowest song that you have in your mix. You, it can't be wrong because the, the people are just feeling it that much. And you know, that the part about 
knowing when to play a slow song is more important than you know it. Because you can be playing upbeat, 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 and you can tire, you can actually tire your crowd out to where they start to sit down when you have the best song coming up. Ah. You always want to play, you always want to play something that will slow it down a little bit just to give people a natural rest without them realizing that they are resting. Gotcha. And that's just all part of crowd control. See, how come there's no breaks in songs anymore? Whenever they get to the break, there's got to be a rapper <laughs> rapping over it. Yeah, well, my my policy always said that, you know, kids are growing rapidly, they're, they're smarter, they're being able to run longer and faster because he said they're putting something in the Similac. So that's all <laughs> I can say. I guess it's, it's because we just, it's something in the Similac to where the kids, every generation, they just, they don't need a break. They get faster, they get stronger, they want to go all night nonstop. Yeah, but you can't talk to a girl during, you know, See, that's why you when you play an old school jam, they give you the breaking and it's just the, the the instruments. And that's when you ask her, yeah, you know, and then like in the back of your head, they go, no, dude, don't do it, don't do it. Uh, what's your sign? Uh-huh. You know? <laughs> oh, you ask her, <laughs> Gemini, freak, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it gave you that time to talk to her during the break. Now they rap through it and you just got to keep on, you know, dancing. Yeah. Oh yeah. So you know, nowadays you just gotta you gotta peep out. As soon as you get there, you gotta peep out game. You gotta see who looks good. You know who looks presentable. You know, and then you gotta play the eye game. You know, stare at them for a little bit. Then you gotta hopefully get a dance in with them, and then you get the number. You know, that's kind of how it works nowadays. See, yeah. See, and I'm 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 like your father's age, and back then, <laughs> all we did, we would send a girl a drink. And we would stay our ass where we was, okay? <laughs> and if she wanted us to come over, she would wave us over, okay? Uh-huh. And then she, she just tilted the glass at you and said, you know, thank you. That probably meant she had a man or wasn't interested, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then we had to do that embarrassing walk where you walk over there and ask her to dance. And then she mm. said, no. <laughs> And now you're forced to ask her friends, okay? <laughs> exactly. That's, nowadays, that's like the worst thing. It's like you don't want to ask a friend because then if you ask a friend, she's going to think like, ah, he's one of those shy type, you know. Yeah. Yeah. A little kid, like I want a man to come up to me. Like a lot, of, a lot of women nowadays, they want you to come up to them. They want you to approach them. See. No, they're not gonna they're not gonna flag you down. The most they'll do is play the eye game with you, they'll stare stare at you, smile at you. It'll be up to you to actually walk up to them and if you don't, you know, the first guy who does is the one who ends up being a number. That that's so true. Now but see you got you got your DJing, you can rap, okay, you got your football, you a triple threat. You know? I had a triple threat. <laughs> and don't forget working. You still got to work. Yeah. You still got to pay my bills. <laughs> oh, see, look at this. Boy, my podcast going to be blowing up. Boy, all these girls going to be sending, <laughs> sending stuff to the email, which is double E785 at gmail.com. All right. If you know somebody <laughs> that you want to have on the podcast, somebody uh, a whole lot like DJ here, DJ T-Saw, uh, yeah, shoot me a line or, or send me something on SoundCloud. Um, we open, and you don't even have to do music. Uh, you don't even have to do comedy. Um, 
I mean, we've had just ordinary people on, and we just talk about movies, TV, and stuff mm-hmm. in the news. I mean, we we do it all, you know. Yeah, I, I definitely have a few people that you that you should interview. You know, one of them is of course Jay Angel. You know, all right. You can catch him on SoundCloud at Jay Angel. That's J apostrophe capital A N G E. You know, and Jalen has a, a great story. Okay. He, all he right. Has, he has a kid. He goes to school. He works. He does music. You know, he does it all, and he's younger than I am. Wow. A great story, and then also, well, you will want to interview my cousin who actually lives with me now, and you can easily get in contact with him. His name is is D three. He's from C two Y D Music. Uh, if you can scroll down my page, somewhere you'll you'll find his music on my page, C two Y D Music, and and his. His story and how he started rapping is kind of similar to mine. It was just something that that kind of just happened, and then he, he just slowly fell in love with it. And he's he's great. You know, oh, we right. always look at him to freestyle because he's like the freestyle king. He's he's good. We also he he has a good story. You know, See? similar stories. And a lot of me, me and my family members, we all have have similar stories. We've all been through the same struggle. You know, some are greater than others, but at the end of the day. It's, yeah. Kind of the same thing. I had, you know, and I even had, I even had him. Like he, he they were having kind of little problems out here in Los Angeles, and and so he he asked me. He said, "Bro, like, I'm gonna have to move out there with you to San Diego, you know, just to get away." So I was like, "Bro, like you already know, like come up here, you know, everything, everything that I do is for my family. Everything I, I go to school for my family." You know, I would never quit anything, and that's just for my family. You know, for my little brothers, I look up to me, my younger siblings, you know, my, my younger cousins, I look up to me. I can never quit anything that I start, and it's be because of them, because I want to be that example. I want to be that leader to them, to show them, you know, like, you can do anything you want to do, despite where Definitely. we come from. Definitely. Half yeah. the time, half the time, the kids who come from underprivileged areas, as we do, they just look up to the kids who are in that neighborhood. They won't look up to any outside source. So I want to be that inside source that's that couldn't get any closer than family, you know, and just show them, like, these are the things that you can do. You don't have to be a part of what society tells you you have to be a part of. You can choose your own destiny. But but back to the, to the initial conversation. Oh, dude, that was want to beautiful, man. J.A.N.G., the Rift of the Music, and D3 of C2YD Music. Yeah, yeah, hey, dude, that was beautiful, man, what you said. I always tell people, man, don't do nothing that you're going to regret, and don't regret nothing you do, you know? Now, exactly. Uh, with C2YD, see, I almost played his music earlier today when I was going through uh, listening to some of your tracks. Uh, because mm-hmm. what caught me was the cover art. He has a, a couple of songs. And, is that Urkel on the cover? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Richard and Rich. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, just, it's Steve Urkel. He actually designed that himself. He, wow. He this app called Album Pop. You know, when you kind of like develop the pictures, and the, he yeah. got the Urkel picture and it had the tattoos on it, but he, everything else around it. It kind of just develops itself. Because a lot oh. of the things that we do in our music and, and in our artwork, we do it ourselves. Because, you know, we can't 
we can't afford to really go out and pay for some pay somebody for it. Right. You know, at the same time, these are things that you can do on your own. There's a lot of things in music with the way technology is made now. You can do it on your own. You don't have to hire anybody to do that. If you know someone that only does that and specifies in this certain type of type of area, then definitely, you know. But that's only if you have an inside plug. If you don't have that plug, it's there's nothing you can't do on your own. See, and that's that's so different now, man, because when we were growing up, me and your father, we didn't have social media, and we didn't, you know, <laughs> I mean, I remember the first time when Facebook was popular, and a kid came over with my son, and he was like, Mr. Mr. Davis, do you have Facebook? Or no, he said, do you have MySpace? That's what he said. He said, MySpace. He said, sir, do you have a MySpace? I said, yeah, it's called This House. I go, because I had no idea what he meant. <laughs> I had none. <laughs> hey, do you think um, C2 would get mad at us if we played a little bit of uh, She Want to Date Me? That, that I think of, you said, Chad again, I'm sorry. Oh, I, said, I said, you think that, that we could play a little bit of She Want to Date Me by C2? Yeah, you, you could play, yeah, you could play She Want to Date Me, you could play Richard and Rich. Um, Which one would you recommend? Uh, which one would I rather want to hear? Yeah. Uh, actually, do you, have you came in contact with his the song called On Me? All Me? On Me. Oh, On Me. Let's see. I don't know if we can... You can probably click on C2 ID Music. It might be, it might be under his, the profile of his producer. Or his previous. It's called On Me. Huh. Yeah, I'll look for it. Uh, and there's one part in that song where he says, he said, my whole family is out here on. Yes, they're all banging cedars, but it's just come to your dome. You know, he's like, my family, my whole family is, is, is game banging, but I'm kind of going with what I have right here in my, in my music group. And it's uh, interesting combination because their music group, Everyone's family is from different neighborhoods in Los Angeles. You know, some are Crips, some are Bloods, but somehow these group of friends who all have different backgrounds of family all came together and joined and made one music group, you know, despite of what their families had going on. Oh, wow. And it's, and it's yeah, it, it's true that it, it's a family and protecting a Oh, yeah, I just. Huh. Well, man, we we're kind of breaking up real quick, so I'm gonna play uh, on me real quick, okay? Okay, definitely. <laughs> I said it's real people, nigga. What the fuck you talking about? That bitch ain't sucking dick, then you get mesmerized. You walking out? They ask me what I thought about. Fuck the bed, they go to the couch. Fuck these dry hoes, tell the side and bring the water out. Look, I'm the man. 
tell me that you know this. My niggas shooting in the gym, got range and they don't miss. This 40 yard blast and these bullets on a four two. When real recognizes real, but nigga, I don't know you. About to go, I got the dough and you already know it's how she hit the flow and know the bro. So when we talking, pull it up. Told her drop it low, watch me go get it. She said she want a four play for only four minutes. Told her I'm with it. I heard she got cream. She put one in the air, so she holler flight team and she holler flight team and she gon' fuck my laser. If not, then tell the whole holler at her later, cuz. In the booth, yeah, I'm about to make a hit. Your girl got cake, so her patties I flip. And now she got you up all night, power trip. Cause you see a nigga freshin' on my way to power rich. On my 808 shit, must love the DJ Mustard. Playing these hoes getting cash, Dave and Busters. Ask about to go, I say, I do, I do not love her. Mistaken for a pimp, but I'm something like a hustler. Cause I get the cash, Dave and enemies necessary. Laughing at you hoes, y'all from the gym, carry. You said you got a man, and he's trying to get married. Between the back of the club, picking cream, then it just come fuck with the team. Or nigga like me, I'm trying to hit it, knock it out. Like, if I be your teeth, so fresh and so clean Swagging on me, all the hoes on me We got them swerving to the beat like. She ain't fucking with the team, she ain't fucking with me So tell me, little mama, yeah, what it gon' be? Flight team, look up, bitch, if you can't see Real people till I die, and I put that on me, nigga So 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 she call me team captain, the number one C, so let's get this thing raggy. I'm throwing seven digits at you, yeah, you're lucky. My middle finger in the air, her friend wanna fuck me. She tired of the lanes, she tired of the games, she tired of the same old, same old things. Said she ready for a change, so I threw a dime at her. Got two girls on the clock, ass and time matter, but it don't. Time to work, and you know you on the clock, hey. Time is money, well, at least that's what my watch say. Whole team shooting, call that shit a flock spray. Cut your tongue out, now tell me what's not to say. From start to finish, so you know that I'm a Finish it. R.I.P. the pussy, cause she said that I be killing it. That thing she be feeling it. Not talking about no feelings, bitch. She hit the corner, walked up, asked me who I'm feeling with. I told her, She ain't fucking with the team, she ain't fucking with me. So tell me, little mama, yeah, what it gon' be? Flight team, look up, bitch, if you can't see. Real people till I die, and I put that on me, nigga. So 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 I put that on Oh, that was on me. Was that the right one? That was the one from RCM. That was the one from from C2ID. Oh, wow. So I played the wrong one. I'll definitely, I'll I'll send that to you and you can take a look at it now. Okay, yeah, I'll play it again. Do it on next week's podcast. (laughs) Okay, I'll play it again. Okay. And I uh, even like that one. I'll contact you and you can just kind of get the top it up with him, you know, and he'll he'll be able to tell you more in depth of what I'm telling you right now. Yeah, 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 most definitely, dude. Man, and uh, the, the, we, can you believe it or not, it's been over 45 minutes talking to you and listening to your music. Uh, but I want to touch on this before I uh, let you go. Uh, your faith, uh, that that plays an important part in your music, man. I can hear it in your music, uh, just in your entire life. Uh, and the respect that you have for your father is incredible. Uh, can you talk about your faith and, and, and that for a little while? 
pain. You know, oh. I know this. I really have a clear understanding of why a lot of things happen to me until I started getting involved in church. And I started really feeling like, man, like I really have God's favor on my side, and I always have throughout my entire life. Wow. You know, and it, and it kind of helps me build my faith in it. And I know I, I have all faith, and I believe that Jesus Christ did die on the cross and rise on the third day. And I, I really do believe that, you know, he died on the cross for his sins. I really do believe that he, he is real. You know, there is a heaven, there is a hell. Right. I really do believe in that. See, and and the main, the main thing, the biggest miracle that that God has performed to me in my life, also happened when I was 10 years old, I remember she was in 10. My favorite day was like a big year for me. You know, I'm really very, you know, had a lady talk to me about playing ball and taking care of my mother. And in fifth grade, my tennis had birthday. Okay. For three days for the birthday of the You know, and my grandma came over one night who used to be a nurse, and she, and I, I, I was at a point where I couldn't walk. I had to walk a little over. And I was at the kid and was always hyper, and I had a very high pain tolerance, but this is like the worst thing I had ever felt in my life. And my mother, my grandma came over, she told my mother, like, you know what? I'm just going to take my grandson to the hospital because I might be a dependent and he can die for that. And so my mom had no idea about it. She had no experience with the person appendix. And so what we did with the next morning, we get up to get in the car and just drive down to the hospital in Vegas. All of a sudden, the car is broken up. No one that we know has the car. And we always don't really know anyone out there. And so the only thing that my mom had was to put me in a stroller. So here I am, 10 years old, and my mom <laughs> had to push me to the, to the bus station you know, we had to get on the bus, we had to pretty much go all the way downtown Las Vegas to the hospital in order for me to see a doctor. And we did, it took us about two and a half hours to get to the hospital. Wow. The doctors didn't run any scans on me, and they just asked me a couple questions. I told them what the pain was, I described how I felt, what was going on, and they immediately said, ma'am, we have to go into surgery because we think you're certain kind of birthday appendix. And right now, the poison is uh, pretty much feeding him alive. And the poison is being released into his body because he can't be bursted. You know, and they tried to tell my mom when I was young. They were just like, you know, first your appendix, nine times out of ten, like, hey, if you don't get to it before it bursts, you know, there's not even adults that survive that kind of pain and poison will release into the body. You know, so it was just like a high chance that, you know, Things weren't looking really good for me going into surgery. And it's crazy because I never lost faith that, that God would get me through it. Even going into the surgery room, my mom was crying. And I was just kind of looking at her, smiling, like, hey, I told you I wasn't taking it. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And then I, after I came out of the surgery, the doctor just kept telling my mom, like, you know, he didn't really strong. He's he been really strong, too. You know, I'm, I'm surprised that. He's here today. Because his appendix was bursting, you know, and I still have that picture today. And I still tell the people who don't believe in it. And it really looks like a, a dynamite just blew up in the appendix. Wow. It, it, it's crazy, man. Like, God has really been there for me my entire life. And I didn't even notice until I got eight months in and my father really pushed me to church now. 
right, man. What should we go out with, man? We can go out with. <laughs> we can we can go out with. Okay, you can. Let's see what song we got. We can go out with "Home with Me," the "Home with Me" remix. Dude, that's okay. We can go out with the "Home with Me" remix. Hang on a second. This is the remix. Yeah, this is the remix. RPM, Everybody, go to SoundCloud. Look up DJ T Song. Okay. Support this brother. He's got it going on. She make it clap while her boyfriend be stepping way up when she's on this erection. No condom. She said my nine is protection, but don't be expecting for me to stay. She said follow me on Twitter, but I leave the way. I give her that look. There's no need to say if her boyfriend is talking, I need the fame. But we can talk this out, but be careful when you approaching me. Me, I'm not the social type. See, I'm just a worker bee, but I might let it show for me. But she gotta eat the dick like groceries. Ooh. Oh, baby. So sexy, I hit it if you let me. You could keep the phone, and just all I wanna know, baby, is she coming home with me? Is she coming home with me?
Double E Podcast.